hello now. Hello again, hello this way. It doesn't have to be any one of them, right? It can be any hello. It doesn't have to be really, that. I just did that one. What I, uh, what's really sucks is me trying to equate, okay, that I do all of this. The reason that people don't watch a video broadcast is because I don't accept that I'm doing one. Like the world that, whatever thing that you're doing in life is a result of, um, like you're just not making it happen for yourself. And like in the same way that nothing really changes, doesn't, doesn't change it once it starts being recorded or if it's not like that I would have, that I'm saying things doesn't matter that they were recorded or not. It just depends on, um, like I'm on here to say something at all. So there's no reason to get backed into a corner about anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, I, I'm trying to create this relaxed environment. Like, Oh, come join me. That's what's so ridiculous about it. But I have trouble accepting the ridiculousness. That's why people don't watch a video broadcast is because I need to make it a cozy environment where it's like, well, it's very obvious you make content that, but this is the thing is people are like, I'm making content. It's not about content. It's about the, that you're already doing this dumb thing. Like, uh, things aren't that great. Things aren't that spectacular. Things aren't showy in real life. You're not, what's, what is this? How, how do people try to say that this is natural, that anybody is making content? It's not natural at all. Like me doing this, I see the TV and like, like TVs in, um, in our, in our living rooms, TVs in our homes forever. And then, uh, oh, I like that TV world so much. I'm going to be TV for somebody is what you would have to classify it as to in some regard, right? But also just the country has a problem, not mentioning things that are just sitting in the room or everybody does. It's not that hard or it's like, everyone's like the most profound thing is the most profound thing that, that you could reach would take all this hard work. Or is uh, so this important thing? There's nothing. There's there's nothing profound about that. Things are not meant to be reduced to images. Like it doesn't matter what way that you'd capture the way that somebody was. But this is what America has a problem with. I think is TVs in your living room for 60 years and it's like the elephant in the room but nobody's mentioning it or nobody's like you're not going to say that there's a problem with the tv actually there's there's but we just that's what it is we don't mention the thing that's just sitting in the room what's what's profound is just mentioning what's there uh, like for some reason that's when it gets the most profound is just very lucidly mentioning Obviously that, like there's a TV in your, I don't know, I'm talking about people that try to find the answer, or maybe Americans do. I think America, you're fucked, is part of the problem. You want to know what the issue is, America? 
America, you're fucked because you can't make, you can't figure out that uh, your life is just a TV show. And that's what we have. This is the truth that is being revealed to us. And I wish that I, like, it wouldn't change anything if I admitted it or not. Like, the reason that I'm on here talking on this podcast at all, what is the reason for it? It's just because, uh, like, I don't know why, but otherwise I wouldn't be. I don't know why I start making a podcast. Like, um, I'm trying to, and I'm relating that to natural natural occurrences. Like, um, America needs to figure out that it's a... It's a TV show, but where everybody in the country is trying to equate TV relationships with regular relationships and acting like they, what you have just consumed on your phone and TV for like 40 hours in a row, just when you were on a bender at your house, because it's like a drug, you just, you can go on a bender for a whole weekend, just be a shut in and it's just as bad. And all that you get inundated with is that drug for the entire time you're on that bender. When when somebody's just for two days, they are watching their phone, they're watching YouTube videos or something, and then you go out into public and then you're supposed to not say that any of the what you do, like all of your time, what you do most of your time doesn't really relate or like and they don't influence each other. And TV is different from reality and it's not. And then like in the show Community that... Um, that guy made, that Dan Harmon made. Dan Harmon made it. Dan Harmon is the co-writer of Rick and Morty. So he has a story to tell, you know. He's like, I'm this guy and I did this. And so he is manipulating whatever. I'm getting off, I'm getting off the point. You, you mention a story and then like, um, oh, I don't want it to look like, I don't want it to look like I have a story or something. I'm like worried about it. I'm worried about having allegiances. I'm worried about having something that's particular to me. It's like, don't let that stand out. Don't let it be shown that you had an individual thing to say. Is that a result? What is that a result of noise, chill, chilliness in the air, cold, cold environment uh, of Midwesterners, but not just Midwesterners, anybody like why expand it to that? Why don't you just let the word be what it is? When people are cold, they're cold. And that includes everybody from Washington to Boston. And they don't know what it's like to, they don't know what it's like when, where, if they live where it's warm. When it's cold, everybody's cold to each other. That's the point. That's your, that's what you want. That's what you wanted, Boston. That's what you're talking about. Ah, we have a bone to pick. Like, or we have a bone to pick and we're a mafia anger Boston. We're just like a rat terrier that's about to throw out of his cage. Like they want to, they want to enforce this mafia centric image on the rest of the public does boston we're like yeah we everybody knows what boston is doing too everybody in the country is like yeah we see Boston. we understand where that boston comes from and why you want to be like yeah we're boston everybody sees it playing out from millions of miles away and it's just that like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do boston a better a better identity is just cold <laughs> for the entire cold part of the country because everybody who lives in Midwestern and lives in cold, everybody's just cold. And then it's like, if you're not on their side, then you're just out in the cold. And that's how I feel as a result of living my entire life in the Midwest. Burr, I'm cold. Warmth, I want human connection. That might just be a product of the Midwest. I don't know. 
or just uh or i don't know cold chilly i'm just saying things are chilly or cold i mean that can be your excuse like somebody who's it's just in the midwest it's more the case that if you're not on our side then you're on whoever else's side i don't care then you don't then who cares then well then you don't then you're not going to have a pasta pit in or whatever then you're not going to whatever because it's vengeful environment it's a vengeful environment that where your consequences are immediately in your face because if you don't have a place to live then you're in the cold immediately so that's what kind of environment happens when you just live in a cold area as opposed to a warm area but then people are like i want people to know that i'm from wisconsin and that is pretty that means nothing that's really dumb that's fucking useless i'm sure that god will give you a handful of jewels for you being from wisconsin one day i can't wait for that and we're all going to be there and everybody's going to be crowned with so many crowns and it's just going to be the best adornment for whenever you get whatever you wanted like but i mean you uh it's just like if you're a christian then you construct this world where you get jewels in a certain way nervousness guilt i'm on a recorder I try to talk about Christians and I'm like, oh, I feel guilty. Because that's what it is. is it, don't talk about us. If you do, then you're, you don't even get to. With Christians, it's just this giant drama. And it's all about like, do you have, and, but you're on, you're on the outside of it if you're um, not with us. But what I'm talking about is um, queasiness that the country has. Definitely. They definitely are queasy. And um, let's just, you know, it would be so much better if I wasn't exciting. Let me think about how shitty I am or something like that. Let me reduce it back to uh, that I could collect it into a set of images. I'm just wanting myself to quit at any moment because I'm like, oh, it has to be this long has to be oh you can't have gone this far without talking it's like some uh um just mannerisms that you'd have to go through with recording yourself you're not allowed to talk about that but the country is like people who make content can't are all in this stuck in this position where they can't talk about the way that it's going when they're on camera and that's that's funny for anybody especially if it's joe rogan you have to do three hours <laughs> you're talking you're pretending to be something for three hours but like um tv world tv world uh, like uh, talking about a world that you know what i think i think just really my dog needs to leave that's i think that my dog needs to go because what's what's really horrible is that how isolating an experience it can be to have a dog like i want to do what i want but this dog is in here it's extremely isolating i've never felt lonelier also like that's what i'm trying that's what i try to say about a dog or my dog or anybody's dog what i my experience in having a dog is that it's very isolating and i just kind of want i i don't know i feel like it's very suffocating whenever the, this dog is here and it's just like it's really a problem 
I think. The dog in my house, it's a problem because it's it's always happening. And you know that that's a problem because it, what I don't like about it is that it reduces you to dog images that I don't I don't have any time for. I'm just a businessman or something like that. But like, oh, now I'm just trying to make myself nice for some image of somebody. Like, um, it's the whole thing is just sickening. Whatever I'm trying to do right now, I'm trying to appeal to you by even hating a dog. The whole thing is gross. Like, it, the whole thing is greasy. And um, like me trying, I'm trying to get out of it. Like, maybe, maybe I just know how false. Like, it's it's just that like. Um, it's stuck and it's fucked and things are fucked and people can come to a point in life where they're fucked. And these are the kind of mentalities that you feel as a country if you're like under the spell of a virus, maybe. If you're under a virus and when you're in the, when you're in the middle of a virus, like there's nothing that you could do. There's nothing that you could do to make it like um, things will be better, you know, like things can be really bad for you. And not like I'm trying to, I'm trying to formulate points so that I look like a point. The point is that people's brains are just, um, mush, right? And that's what like Joe Biden, when he becomes the president, your brain, that just shows that somebody is brain, your brain is already mush. And like the, what does it matter? The words that you come up with to say that it's not that. And that's what like, that's what he is as a president. And it's like, unless you're, unless you're being funny and a dog is just so fucking sucks all the funny out of the room. There's nothing funny about a dog. I fucking hate dogs. I hate my fucking dog. I hate, I hate that it's not funny anymore. It's, it just makes it, makes it difficult to not be funny. Like, and I take myself seriously enough that my standards for being funny it's like, but there's this point at which everybody would hate you for it. Basically, since I got this dog, here's the world that I live in. Either I'm a very shitty person or that's a very shitty dog. That's the world that I've lived in since I bought the dog. I don't, that's all that it is. And when I see him, that's all that comes up. It's like when my dog walks in the room, I'm reminded of how much I hate him. Like, it's not like, yay, or this is a new opportunity. Maybe I'll see him in a different light. Or it's just like all of that, all of that rhetoric for that is nonsense. That is just palatable for a public that gets narratives spoon fed to them through TVs. And like your brain, like a president, you want to know what a president really looks like? their brain is mush and it, that's the only way that you get to be a president in 2021 it's not easy you it takes a lot of sacrifice it's kind of like nobody wants to be the president everybody nobody wants to be the president think of how much responsibility that he has to take like it is not easy to be a president in the year 2021 in america i, I can fucking guarantee you that and so what it takes is a guy who literally has dementia and is also trying to make it work as president because that is the result. That's that's what everything culminates in in a world that keeps ignoring the TV screens. It's like what results is uh, what's like what you and it's the same with your dog. You ignore that your dog is a fucking obnoxious piece of shit every day of your life because you like having a dog hypothetically according probably to just some TV show. Probably to some TV show. I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know why a dog is in anybody's house, but I didn't know that when I bought one. But I'm not trying to get mad at people who own dogs. Like, it can be very isolating. There's a lot of things that are isolating about my perspective. I would, I find it's very uh, isolating. It's probably, uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter that it's isolating though. Like, it wouldn't matter. All that matters is that somebody or anybody was saying anything. It's only like isolating if I'm drawing the energy in my direction like that. Like, what I keep doing wrong every time is I keep saying, yeah, whatever, I'll fix what this, or I'll do this in the future. And it doesn't happen obviously but that's everybody's problem but that's a world that just has a tv on in the living room that everybody's ignoring and everybody's saying that uh isn't like controlling the narrative of of events or like you're just not recognizing that this is going on or that like how about that a tv comes on and everybody starts watching it and nobody even mentions that everybody's watching it nobody's like okay now we're gonna go in there and watch TV or like these people are watching, like you don't compare the context or like the space that it's happening in to other spaces very often. You just let the TV suck in all narratives that are in the area. Like the TV just becomes this excuse like, well, the TV is deciding. And so then like everybody, this country has problems. And I think that we're nauseous and a lot of the nausea comes from not being able to recognize that there's people even from people like me and then your leaders are people like me who make content like even though but but make sure that you put out some disclaimers about how humble you are like make sure that you put out some disclaimers about i know that my audience is big but it's like the people who are producing the content are manipulating you in every direction you can imagine and that you're like the cartoons that are on tv for your kids or or whatever like the narrative when i was growing up was the cartoons are going to who knows what's in them they're crazy they're insane like the people who make nobody knows like satan satan is on the other side of the cartoons or something like you could think in the back of your mind and it's really just the case that that's completely true. It's that Satan is on the other side of the TV in all cases. And all of that content that you're being incompromisingly uh, overwhelmed by, desensitized by all the time, it's destroying you from the inside out. Like, uh, the, and that's what it was doing. I'm making this point, all right? And then I, I get off topic. Because, like, if you look at a president... If you were to peel back the skull or whatever, if you were to peel back the skin to the skeleton, that's what you would see. It's like every president is actually just somebody who had dementia, uh, basically. And this is why Joe Biden is able to be president in the year 2021, is because he's offering a new take on it that isn't easy. This new take on it that defined it everything in the past, like you have to, you, to be a new president, when there's been so many, it's been done like, oh, his new take, what's what's his president? When and what you have to do in order to look like an American president is incorporate all the shit from the past because you're still doing it in the name of the presidency. It is not easy to be the president. It is not it's really just a job reserved for one guy at one time. It's not 
it's not a matter it's really not a matter of that people platform their way there either it just happens and like that's that's a reality that people try to escape from why they get pissed that trump runs like trump becomes the president probably because one day he just was like started listening to some voices in his head literally one day some voice in his head was like you'd be president and he's like duh okay and people want to escape that this isn't true about everything in reality like that wendy commercials come on and people don't just go out and buy the burgers you can even make fun of the commercials you can even make fun of the commercials and be like the commercial it's not like we're gonna go right out and buy it the second we see it but people do in droves they buy it they buy that thing it's just that a room full of adults is watching a wendy's commercial that's the problem with this country and there nobody's mentioning it there and it's just a picture of a burger and people are like oh yeah burger i want it and nobody's nobody's talking about that this is controlling the narrative of our entire lives Okay, but Dan Harmon, who made Community, he made the TV show, and then in that TV show, there's a character, Abed. So I have to, I have to go down there and get that one. Abed can't separate TV from reality. And then, like, you try to uh, say that that's a person that can't exist, or that that's a problem, or like, but it's nice to introduce this point of reference: somebody who can't separate TV from reality. That's what that brings about, like in the show Community. That's a point of reference for you. But the thing is, is that it would be nice if you could leave it as that. It would be nice if everything was a narrative, if it was a TV show, if Abed was, if it played out that people were fictional characters, like Abed can't separate TV from reality, if people were that easy. It would be nice if it was that easy. In reality, like... TV is already conflated with reality in every way because of the fact that there's a TV in everybody's in America's reality 100% of the time. And so, but yet at the same time, we're walking around saying you can't, you wouldn't be able to be a person that says TV and reality are the same. Like, I understand that, well, maybe this is a problem that I have, obviously. Well, this is a problem that you have. I think that I can't equate TV with reality because of, because, well, everybody, it's just that everybody has this problem to some extent and some larger than others. Everybody needs to recognize how much TV is in reality already. You don't get, it would be nice if it, with the character, it stood that way always. It was always separated. But it's not like that. And that's a problem that we don't recognize is just the, this infusion, this concoction, this stew of chemicals of like all of the influences you get from the pre people you watch on TV and on your phone. And then like, oh, now I'm going to go talk to a person. But you don't ever get to speak to that. You don't, you don't ever get to say that like, well, obviously... But it's obvious, and it's it's obvious as, well, of course the TV is on. But this all started when they just put in TVs in people's houses. And then when they came on, people were like, oh, what are they? But basically, we're just listening to whatever's, whatever a TV is saying. And before you know it, 
before you know it, all that you see is that you're following just whatever is at the back of like a TV screen. Like, what are the messages? Like, where what are the messages actually coming from? The same way is that like anybody could be ruling you any me- any set of messages, and then when a TV comes along, it takes the responsibility of packaging them a certain way. So then you can throw all of your life narratives in the background because the because the TV is taking taking the weight of it. Like when I don't want to hear my dog, I drown out my dog with TV and Netflix and whatever. So I don't have to hear him, but that's what you do to silence. Like anybody would do that. I'm saying that's what people should do. And that's what people do naturally is like everybody, you don't want to hear your kids all the time. You don't want to be faced with the reality of like, I always have these kids. I always have to take care of them. I always have to be responsible for them. So you drown it out with TV like everybody drowns it out with TV, but I guess maybe you live in a world or we live in a world that makes it so that if that is the case, then there's no responsibility and there's nothing to be responsible for. And if you're an individual talking, uh, if you're talking like an important thing would be for me to address the camera, it'd be nice if that's the way everybody did it or like that would be better that actually formulated it. Like, or if I could make myself do it, it's just that like, that's not the answer. That's not the answer for me because I can't get myself to do it. It's the same as like, I can't cook, so I can't really get myself to do it. But um, I'm in a, in a cold atmosphere, like, um, like the Midwest, you might, you might just, you can also ignore, you can also just put things out in the cold and you can make things cold. Like, um, like whatever it is. Shit gets dramatized. No, don't go in. Shit gets dramatized, too. And shit gets embarrassing. Like, hmm. Shit gets embarrassing. Like, even the plane that I'm talking on now is not, is not good. Like, the plane, if I try, it's just that it all becomes formulated at some point when I try to take you back into my life. Like, obviously, all this time passed between you hearing me last and now you hearing me again. Like, now welcome back into this. It's putrid. It's greasy. It's disgusting. Everybody who's doing that is gross, right? Welcome back to, like, we never left. You never, nothing ever left. There is no point where it ended or began. And now we're coming to this harsh realization that this is true. But maybe maybe that realization hits home so much harder and so much worse. And you fall so much farther. If you think that there is an ending, like, if you think that life is a TV show or something, like, if you think that there is an ending, then you might be orienting your life in this way where you're uh, superimposing television of course people are superimposing television relationships over their regular relationships everybody is looking at like whoever is looking at me they're trying to see it through the context and the filter of all this friends and seinfeld and the office bullshit (laughs) or whatever it is whatever the shows that you watched and then but you don't say it the same way that you're like of course the Of course, the TV isn't influencing our children to worship Satan. Like, Satanism already runs the entire world, unfortunately. It's like, actually, 99% of it is Satanism. 
Like you and and it's kind of like a, I mean maybe it's more of a Christian thing. Maybe I, it's like I I would like to address. Maybe I'm talking to Christians. I'm talking to Christians to some extent. Yes, Christians do that, and I don't necessarily like Christians. And you don't have to make me like them. You don't have to make me like it. It's just that like. Um, it's just that when you put Jesus in front of me, I can be like, I can go one of two ways, you know. You put Jesus in front of me, how am I going to react? What's it going to look like? What's this going to, how's this going to turn out? What do you do when you put Jesus in front of me? I'm saying because I know lots of, I know lots of Jesus in my life. I have a background of Jesus. I've seen Jesus so many, I've heard about Jesus. I really, I've heard so much about Jesus. In my brain, I'm thinking like, Wow, could we really not do Jesus ever? Wow, could we just not ever? Because I have to make coffee in the morning. And but that's how I feel towards everybody that I know who is a Christian. But like you can't also like I can skirt around it or whatever. I can say that I'm not making mention of Christian things, but anybody who sounds rebellious towards a Christian church, they just have to fall into that category rather than that they're actually saying something. Because if they're actually saying something, then they just look embittered or they're just part of the same Christian drama. Like, I'm saying that I don't, um, as a means of further separating myself from the Christian church, like, how do I put this? It's like, if you put Jesus in front of me, I will say, okay, I don't care. Yay. He died for my sins. Cool. I don't fucking care at all, ever, for eternity. I couldn't, I could not formulate my way to caring about that. Who the fuck gives a shit about anything that Jesus did? I don't understand. I don't understand what plane you're saying Jesus did any of that on. Besides, it's just your standard of Jesus, and it's only that collection of images that you create a standard. Like, I'm talking about Christian influences. It's only your interpretation of Christ ever. It's only your standard of Christ. That Anybody, like, pointing me to Christ, you're pointing me to what you like to see the same way as if you're like, look at this song I heard, look at this TV show. Look at this. I like this. I mean, the same way that everybody is a culture and then they just share that with you. The same way as anything. Like, this is Jesus the way I want you to see it. And that's what people do when they're like, you need to come to Jesus. But what's what Christians do that is not very funny is that they take it too seriously, the thing that they liked, where they're like, you know the song that I liked? You have to see it that way, too. And that's... This, this temporary standard of Christ that is holed up, concentrated in a church, in this church over here, as opposed to this church over here, that's the way I want you to see it because that's the Jesus I like the most because I own Jesus and you're also, you can't speak about Jesus. If you're, and you won't, you also are out in the cold if you say that my Jesus isn't right, then you're not even a Christian. You think that Jesus is contained by rules? 
Why would he be? Why would Jesus be? Why would Jesus? I'm talking about, I mean, if we're in the business of worshiping Jesus, and I'm saying that I'm a Christian, I'm telling you that, like, there's this Jesus guy. And why would you think that he was confined to your image of him? If you want to show me, oh, this is what Jesus looks like to me, I don't care. And the Jesus that other people have is he died for your sins. Uh, Who fucking cares about what you think that Jesus did for me? I know you wouldn't know about what Jesus did for me. Isn't that funny? And it will never change. And the Christians immediately, like, it's like Christians hearing this, they wouldn't be phased by anything the same way as if, the same way that if it's like assumed that the narrative is controlled by a TV. Well, obviously. It's just, like, not recognizing things that are in the room. Like, uh, just, like, Christians would hear that I totally outrightly defied Christianity, and they'd be like, oh, you're already being part of our religion again, or something. They'd be like, oh, you're just going to be, you're a wayward soul, and you'll come back, and they're already turning me into a story because they're perverts like that. And you know they're perverts because they like repentance. They're like, oh, yeah, 180-degree repentance turn. Got them totally, got, they learned their lesson right, got them right the right direction, the way they needed to go. They learned their lesson nice and right, got their hog tie saddled back where they need to, they learned their lesson. Christians are perverts. They're like, you need to turn all the way back to Jesus. I mean, like, what was I doing before? It was really like, I was this baby. So, <laughs> it's really like, I'm this baby, and then... Christians come along and they're like, you were living a woefully sinful life that you need to turn 180 degrees from. Uh, I was just a baby, I think. (laughs) Just like a three-year-old person. (laughs) But that's other people's view of Christ. And that's what happens when you're like, Jesus is contained to standards. Jesus doesn't care about you. Jesus doesn't fucking care about you, I don't think. Sorry, maybe Jesus is actually bigger than all of it. Maybe Jesus is really actually bigger than everything. People, when they try to... And people, I mean, Christians, you're just trying to control Jesus to your thing. Sorry. You're just like, it plays out in this TV show according to the way that I like this TV show and you this image. You could do that in your family. You can do that at whatever level of Protestantism you want. You can do that. Whatever church, denomination, titles of churches. This is the way it looks and I like for you to like it. That's all that you're saying to me. I don't care about, I don't care about that. So I'm addressing Christianity. I'm addressing Christian narratives. This is a thing in the room. Like obviously, but that's what that's what you get caught up in. If I don't if I don't get to address that clearly I'm this Christian person that all the Christians would be like you're wayward or whatever the fuck it is. Oh, unfortunately, it's nice that Jesus died for my sins, but he's never in my life today when I do this or anything. Like it's unfortunate that all this fun imagined existence for Christians But it's imagined because you're just going into the imagination of, this is my view of Jesus. 
it would be nice if that was true, but I don't I don't really care about that. So I'm addressing a Christian set of things. I'm saying like you can say you don't like Christ, Christians. It doesn't help me out. It's isolating to me. Obviously now I said something bad. But it's like who cares about the drama? Like like what am I gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a mommy and daddy for my audience. Oh, they can't hear me say this because then they know that this, then they won't look at me the right way or something. It's just, everybody's trying to control. If any, anybody who's making content is trying to control you, they're worried about bullshit, but like that they can't admit to the concoct. There's, there's a certain level of concoctedness that is a concoction that people aren't able to admit to, even to today. That people are like, yeah, the fourth wall is broken down. Like the fourth wall has a lot more work to do where we're like, People are getting queasy. People who make content are getting sick, I think, for having to be the leader and not ever having, not not ever, like, it's never seen the other way, like, that it sucks, that it would suck to make all the content. But, like, that's the, that's the president or anybody. It's like, obviously, it sucks to be the president. And then you, uh, you take all this bullshit for it. Like the only the only extent to which I'm not making myself more visible is just me not saying what I mean. Like you bring it all upon yourself. Everybody controls their own thing. To the extent that you think that you don't control your destiny, you're probably just watching TV. Because TV is telling you that destinies play out in these very limited ways. Like you just anybody brings about whatever visibility just by talking the most. Like, I don't know if, and if you go in that direction the most, I'm just trying to talk my way out of like the suffocating things that get thrown in my direction. I feel as somebody who's making this that are just to make me feel defined or responsible to a certain category. I'm talking about pressure. Who needs the pressure? Pressure makes diamonds. I don't know. I think that I'm just retarded. Pressure makes diamonds, I don't know. If you're seriously saying pressure makes diamonds, you're fucking retarded. I think that that's the point. What are you what do you live in? A palace? The kind of people that show up with that? You show up in a Ferrari when you say that statement? What are you saying? Pressure makes diamonds. That's really lofty. That's really ambitious. That's very L.A. It's one of the most L.A. things. It's a lot of glam. I'm saying there's 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 things that are better than like winning. Or like it's winning or nothing. And you know that may be true. It's just that like obviously there's second place. And second place obviously doesn't mean nothing. Second place, that's coming from the mouth of a loser. You're somebody who... But we literally go back to, like, it would have to... We go back to that idiom where we're like, well, it has to be winning or nothing as responsible for why we don't ever consider, like, oh, second place is nice. Third place, oh. There's a reason that they're associated with different elements is because they're different places. They're different characters. 
like second gets a silver medal we're like you never recognize that second place is doing something or third place is doing something please just recognize that i and i'm talking about being gay like second and third place are so much gayer than first and saying that you always have to win and then if you don't you have to win as winner winner nothing else that's one of the straightest statements ever made that's a very straight environment that's the things that a straight person would say the first thing out of their mouth is you it's a winner go home win or nothing else you're a winner or you're a loser first second place is the same as last place you know what i'm saying you know but there's so many ways of saying it because we keep rehashing this idea and it's gay to be like second place is nice because how much gayer is second and third place than first? First place winning is pretty straight, I, I think. I don't know. I think winning is straight. But then you go into these categories of losing, then you're being gay. It's pervert, perverted like that. Like pervert, perverting of the winner. I'm saying Christianity likes gay. They like that perversion. They like repentance. They like uh, all of it. They like that that would happen, I think, to the point that they associate themselves strongly. And so now I feel like, oh, I reached a peak and now I'm done. Oh, most of what I said is over. That's, a, that's another problem I'm having. Most of what I said is over, and so now I think that I'm coming to an end because of the formulation, because of the practices. And practices, I mean, they're dictated by a number of things. It doesn't have to be a TV or whatever. It doesn't have to be, um, obviously, we formulate our own narratives. It's just that uh, there's easier, there's planes that we all have to meet on. And so we've definitely been using a TV to mediate a lot of that for us forever. And then we don't mention that, like, this confluence of relationships that we have this confluence of relationships that we have where we're like because it's uh because it's you're not supposed to see those as the same or it's like dirty it's perverted i mean it's it's bastardized right you have a bastardized view of somebody else of your friend you don't get to have this perfect friendship because you have this context but it's the same with anything like any set of relationships that you made any set of relationships that you made would give you this set of like context as filters of things that you would have to see through in order to look at a person differently or like to look at them. Like everybody looking at everybody is covered by like, of course, of course, all of those images are happening. I mean, like, of course, all of those filters are stopping people from seeing everybody the way that they want to. But like, even the thing I'm saying is, of course, I don't know. I don't know what is of course about it. Of course. And I think that America is queasy and they have, they're sick with, they're down with the sickness and this, it's this virus. But like when you're in the middle of a virus, everything is terrible for you. Like next time that you're actually really sick, recognize how that it seems like nothing will ever be better. And, but really in reality, like a hundred years from now, and I don't care how long it takes. It could be 50 years, 200 years. It doesn't matter. I could go up or down. I can do any, I can give you any year. I can give you any year later on in the future for how long this will take before we're done with this virus. I can give you a thousand, whatever, imagine uh, what a thing that I am pre 
predestining to happen, like something that I am predicting, that I am a prophecy, I'm prophesying to you. I'm prophesying that, well, in 400 years, then it'll all be done. A hundred years from now, like, nobody's going to care about this virus, but in the same way that a week after you were sick, like, the moment that you were very sick was, like, that was the biggest thing in your life to the point that it was suffocating you out of everything else, like, I'm so sick. Especially if you're somebody who's, like, the illness is with me, which is the way that I am. It's like, uh, rather than that you could be doing chores while you're sick or something. Like... I'm saying that I'm saying that when you're in the middle of that virus, it's the worst. It's actually as convoluted as possible to the point that like nothing nothing makes sense. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't allow you shouldn't force a world where something has to make sense. But that's what America is doing. It's like something has to make sense somewhere because of because of because they don't know that it's a TV show. What makes sense is that you're outside of what makes sense is when you recognize you're outside of a TV show, maybe. Maybe. I'm just throwing things out there. But like like that I would that I would come up with the answer? Well, the answer is not something I came up with. For how do you get rid of this I or like I'm talking about how do you get rid of a virus? I'm talking about getting rid of viruses and then this virus comes into the world and it's really just everybody who gets that vaccine virus is uh, everybody that gets that vaccine is just playing part in the sideshow of whoever created it. I think that everybody who gets a vaccine knows that this is true. And they're like, I hate this bullshit that I'm getting myself into. I hate it, of course, but everybody should do it. That seems to be what everybody thinks about this vaccine. And it's like, no, actually, nobody should do it is the answer because it's just some sideshow that a number of people somewhere in the earth, they're like, you need to all agree with this vaccine reality. And in four years, we'll have a, or like eight years from now, we'll be electing a president and then these issues will be behind us. And then somebody's going to be like, well, actually the alien force from sector Zerfinium came down and they're, they're instituting these rules on the public. Are you going to be anti-Zerfinium? Like eventually the political narratives are just going to introduce aliens, by the way. Eventually, the political narratives are just going to introduce, like, okay, well, there's this alien race that is forcing you to do this. Will you do it? I mean, like, you might as well say that about what we're going through now. Well, they're doing... Somebody is making you do this. Are you going to do it? That's all that it is. Are you in the group that... Did you agree? For when all of it matters? When it's your career is on the line or whatever? Huh? Like, this entertaining thing happened in the world because the world is endlessly entertaining and that's what's better, that's what makes America better than a TV show and why it will be able to evolve beyond it is that, and why everything is, is because everything is entertaining beyond the span of any finite person's life like mine or anybody, anything that anybody is saying. What's better is that things are entertaining and they're enter they're entertaining enough that we're like, oh yeah, let's throw all of our careers away. And if in the event of, will you do this? Because there's like, that's just a sick fantasy of ours at the end of the day, probably. Are you going to be on the side of the, are you going to be there when it actually matters? But the thing is, in most of our lives, nothing, we don't ever have to reach an ultimatum of any, of any proportion that we might like fantasize about. Like most of the time we just play our repetitive nothing until we die. But like, um, 
Most of the time, that's true. The point that I'm making is that, yeah, you, uh, and here it is. Because, uh, because you have to make points, right? There is no point. Like, there's no, it's pointless. I, like, I don't, I'm not good at talking, too. That's the degree of formulation that weaves its way into everything when people are being recorded. It's like, I'm also not, like, to say it in these ways, to say sentences, sentences themselves. Like, in actuality, every president that's ever lived is just in their brain. They're just, da 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 da, da the way that Biden is. It's just that all of that is, like, a lot of that is filtered out through filters that people, like, when I go on TV, it's like Biden is just the result of somebody who's, like, he has dementia. His faculties have eroded. His effect, his faculties that say, like, filter out, you, in terms of sociability, they've eroded. And so what we want is a world where you're allowed to be that. And that's why we elected Biden the president. We wanted a world where you're allowed to not be able to say anything because, and it's just a new take on the president, the same way that Trump is a new take on the president. But it's not easy to be the president when there's already been so many of them. Like, but Biden is just this new take on the same thing that Trump was doing, where it's like um, the president is actually just about taking a bunch of responsibility and a bunch of shit for for nothing like it's just the person who gets the that's the face that takes everybody's shit for the whole country like it's the worst job in the world actually and then we never really speak to this but this is what is revealed over time with new presidents or new takes on it it's like well actually but and so it just in terms of it has to do with the adaptive capability of america as a country as a as a thing as an evolving entity like, what is its capacity for entertainment? Its capacity for entertainment somehow, like, the the American president is more dynamic than we could have ever considered. That's what Biden reveals. But he has to. It's like 2021. It's impossible, basically, that you that you could ask anybody to do that. The way that and the only way that it even looks at this point is some guy who has dementia, because that's what that's what it reveals about presidents overall. I think. Like, George Washington was just some dumb guy that was like, dar, dar. I, it doesn't matter that he, like, Biden still makes it to all of the things, or he's connected himself with people that can get him to all the places. Like, he's in the most feeble state possible. That's what we understand is true about his position. Like, he, there's no more, there's no one more feeble, more riddled with, mental illness no one more riddled with problems than biden right this is like the position that we see him as i think that that's i think that it's just that we need to see the president be that right and maybe that's part of it and that's why that's that becomes the president like why else it's difficult to be the president like that's i it has to culminate as something i'm just trying to answer to why um like, I wouldn't want to vote for Biden ever. I would never vote for Biden. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to make sense of it. I'm just trying to make sense of why he's the president. But you can deny reality or, or whatever it is. 
I didn't I didn't finish on like 80 different points that I started, you know, like there's there's like 20 different trailing things that I needed to finish up on. But I'm just like, I can't really do that because then when I start doing one, I get paranoid that I'm confining myself to it or something. So like, I just have to circulate a number of just this gestation worth of images. It's unfortunate that it's that gross, but like, that's as disgusting as it is. Somebody making content, they're just puking at you really and that's that's all that it is and that's not a secret everyone's just uh, everybody making content it's disgusting they're like this is my puke do you like it and they're just puking all over you that's what i'm doing puking and like it's it's that like that's a virus like some answer to virus is that like recognize it or or like there's you can you can say you can have a strong constitution and be like no i don't do the virus I don't have to throw up. Like, no, I'm better than that. I won't puke. You can do that. That's a way of handling a virus. Like, I'm saying that, like, literally we're under the spell of this virus. When you're in the middle of a virus, you have the problem of that everything in the world will be horrible forever. That's that's the way that it feels. It's the same as if you're, like, in the middle of a panic attack or something. Everything will be horrible forever. This is my life situation from here until eternity. You think that that's the problem. I mean, you're just what I'm referring to is a kind of mentality of like peak out of you. There's no control of it. Like you, sh I think maybe America is. I mean, not that I would speak for America, but I, I do. And that's why I'm on here. But I do speak for America and but I do speak for the world. And I speak for America and um their problem is that they're sick as they're sick as shit, and they need to puke or figure it out. Like you puke out. Maybe I'm saying you puke out some of this TV centric. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like uh, America. Here's what you do. I'm not saying that there's an answer for this. There's no answer for this moment in time that I, I recorded myself. I'm trying to come to an answer. There's no reason to come to an answer. Like I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to end the things that I said that I didn't end before. No, I mean, it's fine. Obviously you wanna formulate it better than that, but is it any, is it really better than that? Like does, would a formula make it better? Um, would a formula make it better than me just talking? Like if I formulated it's the same with when you need to connect a series of thoughts to another one, just in your conversation in front of somebody. Um, yeah, I, it does enhance the experience. It does enhance the experience if the person is more forthright with what they're saying. Like if you uh, put it in the right boundaries and the right categories. This is what I'm trying to do. It's just that like... Sometimes I think that that doesn't matter. And then I'm like, haha, you have to respect me for not making any sense of it. Yeah, suck it. I just want to be happy again. I just want to have fun. And then what's more fun is what's more fun is just recognizing that when you're in the middle of a virus, it sucks for you. That's what I'm saying is that that's what America is in. And they don't know that 50 years from now. People are like, make the point.
people don't realize that 50 years from now, we're not going to care about the virus. Like the same way that a sickness that you had a week ago, you don't remember at all. This distant memory, barely anything that affects your life as you're living in the present. 60 years from now, that is exactly the way that we will view this virus. This whole thing will be forgotten the same way that viruses do. As long as we allow ourselves to just say, ah, oh, those fucking idiots that wanted a sideshow where we all kept making the virus the, what the world was, we're retarded, I guess. So let's just move on and let's just forget about them. And I'm saying that it's the same thing as if like, well, there is a... Zerb, zerbitude is has implemented that you have to take this or you're going to be contagious you're going to be susceptible to the g- genus strain garbs dillon i just like don't want to say something that relates to somebody i know like just even that you don't like anybody making content you and anybody putting shit on facebook or whatever like to some extent, everybody you know it sees you all the time. That's what I'm talking about. But who needs to belabor that point? That's not. But it is kind of like something that's in the room, or something that I that you need to bring up. It's like obviously everybody that I know, and it's a churchy. I know a lot of churchy people, and then everybody like when you're in a church, everybody knows who you are, and it's regardless of age. Like all the adults know who a kid is, but unless you're somebody like me who doesn't pay attention to anything or whatever it is. Or it's just like I see all the things and they don't mean they don't mean whatever to me. They don't mean anything. Unless you're somebody like me who goes to church, I don't I like I don't care about what I see with the different people. <laughs> I'm not like this uh person is doing this or whatever. Oh, okay. All of that is great. Um it's it's over my head though. I all of that you a person is different from another person or what like that's great that you are that. You know, that's great that everybody is different. And I mean, you just do something, do something nice. I don't, I'm only going to be interested if you do something jazzy. And that's how stupid I am. That's how stupid the country is. But for some people, that's the way that it is. It's like, you're really only going to, I'm really only going to be interested. Like, you're not going to interest me just be like, Jesus, look at him. He died for your sins. No, this story is never interesting because I want you to do something jazzy or something like unfortunately there's people like that that exist for when you try to put jesus on them or something or you try to christianify them it's just like uh i would prefer i really just am stupid enough that i go towards the energy source of whatever i'm hearing or like i'm stupid enough that that would be the case like i'm actually not that great at words and to the to the extent that i'm selling you on that i am is just part of the process it's just part of it's part of like those are the rules of the game if you wanted to set up shop and make a podcast there's some of that and it's like you can't escape from it it's just like all of that is bullshit at this point and everybody's just going to upload themselves into a computer in the future everybody's just going to be scanned into a computer anyway and so what world do you want to go in i'm not going to go into the metaverse fucking obviously because because look at the way that it's advertised 
it's, it looks like horseshit. Do you want it? Do you want to? Do you want more of Zuckerberg's imagination? Like, you're t- Zuckerberg is telling us that there's this whole world out there. <laughs> Saying there's this whole world out there of infinite possibilities. Like we're coming upon this whole new world of like you're just gonna scan yourself in computers and we're gonna do anything as whatever is a metaverse. <laughs> And he's also at the same time saying that in this world of endless possibilities, don't you want to choose the one that's my face and the way that I look and the thing that I made? Do you want the endless possibility faculty of the future human perfect consciousness imagination brain? Do you want your section of that world, territory of that, to be the one that has my face on it, says Mark Zuckerberg? When he promotes these things to you, like, unfortunately, in this world of endless possibilities, we're not going to go to the we're not going to go to the metaverse. If that really is true, we already know, Zuckerberg, what you look and sound like. So we don't want any more of your imagination. We don't want the one that is decided by you because we see what you look and sound like. Do you realize that, Zuckerberg? We see we can see how you look. And so we don't want that to be our endless forever super heaven. We don't, we don't want your version of it, obviously. (laughs) But that's what's so stupid about him saying like, look at this world where there's fishes and anything goes in this metaverse, you know, whatever he's advertising. Whatever he's advertising, but I have to I have to try to equate like oh public and private life, or it's something like saying that TV that you don't that your TV doesn't ever intersect with your whatever regular relationships is maybe a private versus public thing where people are like public and private are always separate. Maybe that's the problem or something. They're they're completely conflated at every level. public and private it's the same with tv and reality completely conflated at every level (laughs) it's just which perspective are you saying is both tv and reality and it's been tv and reality for america since tvs are in everybody's home forever and they're like oh we're we're all just watching a commercial and we're like okay that's but you know what i'm saying I wanted to come to a point. We're like, this is the why. And now, and now climax of events because I have a life after this. That's why I have to come to a point, you know? So like, I have to end it. Aren't I fun? Aren't I funny? It's not that funny and it's not that fun. I'm not that fun. I'm not that funny. And it's just that I see Theo Vaughn caught up in this horrible world. And I wish that people could communicate to them. But it's the problem is that we live in a world where you're like, communication is you can't communicate. Uh, or it's like, uh, you don't want to you don't want to make fun of somebody else's position because you're just being a hindrance to communication. And that kind of thing. Just being a hindrance to communication. As if it's not uh, helpful for communication to point out the people who are bad at it. Like, communication is, should be dictated dictated by the best communicators communicating involves a lot of pointing out who the shitty communicators are you know who's a good communicator me and also by the way me very good communicator look at 
obviously that's the whole thing. It's just a commercial for me. But like Theo Vaughn is stuck in a world where he's like, this isn't a commercial for me. It's a commercial for you. It's a commercial and it's just that TV and the thing and TV and your life is conflated. You'd be like, that's just, and that is true for, that's true for my life. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that me deciding that, oh, I'm going to be TV for people. That's just because we're all in this giant, we're all in this giant, horribly, horrible situation where the, um, TV is what decided the recipe for the stew. (laughs) Is that what did it for you? Is that, was that the one? Was that what did it? <laughs> like, why would you listen to another person ever? It, you listening to another person is just whatever person was like, hey, Donald Trump, you should be president. Or whatever the fuck. God's a cool guy, I think. But then I have a life after this, so I have to stop at some point, right? But that's what's sad, I think. That's what's sad. I, I think that... I think that... Well, America's sick because they don't get to admit that they are uh, frozen and and separated from each other. So that's kind of sad. But, like, there's nothing that you can do about it if the world is just like, well, we're going to be sucked into the Internet. So that takes all of the responsibility and all of the love out of the situation anyway. So that we were like, oh, what did it matter that we were trying to be, (laughs) that we were trying to like each other anyway? Like, doesn't it take liking out of it? this situation a world that's so oversaturated with likes it's like it really takes away from um you liking another person when the standard for like has been dumbed down so much like isn't a like is nothing obviously at this point and so and then we have to then we have to go into our regular relationships and act like the standard of like that has evolved with the rest of the world had no bearing on the way that I see you or I like you. It's a, and when liking is just a mentality or it's like a set of actions definable to a, or like liking is just a word too. I'm just playing with house money here. I did a whole hour eight. I wish I was better at my job so I didn't have to try so hard. I wish I was better at making myself known. Is that what I wanted? Or maybe I just want to exist in the unknown for so, just so long. And then I think that it's just, if you want to be heard by people, you're just not, you're not saying anything. You're letting your life get clouded by narratives of like, I'm clumsy and I'm, I'm clumsy, I'm dumb. Or people see me this way, limiting things that other people see you to be. You might cloud cloud your judgment in terms of what you want to accomplish, like making a podcast or anything. You, you people's judgment gets clouded with all kinds of things. Um, it's just that I keep realizing that I'm making a point and then um, going back and doing whatever, and that's why I'm bad. But you know what? I formulate this is the best I could do. I formulate it to a title, so it's like um, I'm just saying don't let don't let all of that get in the way. What am I saying particularly though? I'm saying that um, 
Yeah, but I like that. I like that people are waiting on you to say something. You have to say something because they everybody assumes that your mind is trying as hard as it can to figure out the thing that you can't remember when you're like, oh, when you're about to deliver the point or you're like, I can't remember. Or it's like everybody knows you're about to be on the verge of saying something. You're like, you're about to say it. Or it's like somebody's like, you have to speak. And everybody's like, he, he's about to speak, right? Or he's about to say the story or just he's about to do this in line with whatever. I like that everybody assumes that your mind is trying, like what they don't know on the other side, they assume that your mind is trying to say the thing that's about to be said or something. Like it still follows a narrative. It still follows a narrative and I can't get over that and I love it. it I love that that happens because then it makes me like whatever it is that I'm talking about, the preponderance, meditation or whatever, it makes me want to hesitate and fuck with everybody who thought what you thought I was actually going to keep doing the thing. First of all, like there's a number of layers of assumptions that you're going off of. Like if I'm in the middle of a story, I just want to be out of, if I'm like 80% of the way into the story, I want to weigh out. I have a weak constitution puke. And so there's something to be said about, um, I'm saying like, I'm saying like not, oh, you didn't stick with it. I'm saying like, that's an, e that's a way of dealing with viruses. And I don't think that that's America's problem. I think America's problem is just that we have a virus. We are sick. We are sick. We have a virus. We are sick. And they're just the same as other viruses. It's just going to go away and we're not even going to, it will probably not even have a memory of it. Like the way that this sickness was the most important thing in your life, that's what you would say in the middle of a sickness, of course. And so we're dealing with it in a number of ways. It's just that we are sick and you have to admit that America's a sick country maybe, but like, of course the entire world is under the virus. Like I wouldn't, wouldn't just be America, but like America dramatizes it more so too. And the American media takes away more from it and they dramatize it where America has the highest numbers and all of it for all of the world to see because America makes it a TV show. But every all of that is the narratives and a lot of it just is influenced by uh, power that we build and perceive into the presidency. But this is just like ramblings, connections, you know, do you know, do you know what I'm saying? That there has to be a theme is just part of the process of whatever that like, well, don't let this get in your way. Even when I start into that, like whatever it was that I was saying, I don't remember why I started saying it, but that's the way that, uh, like you would have to admit that this is the way that the country is a little bit is like, um, it's not, it's, it's weird to have a standard for lucid. You're like, you don't have, everybody is sort of on a bad trip and they are mired in anxiety and whatever it is, depressiveness. It, you don't have to do any drugs to do that. Like you don't have to do any drugs to uh, go on a bad trip. You don't have to have a bad trip. People are, are bad tripping in their life all the time, regularly. It's plain as day. And it's just like anxiety, depression, Every everything is a bad trip. That's like if you're on a it's like if you were on a vacation and then didn't get to go and see anything outside or something. Like if it was a bad trip, 
if you didn't allow yourself to see any of the things that you went there to see the same way that a bad trip would be. Like America's on a bad trip and they're like, you don't have to do drugs to be on a bad trip. Everybody is just living a horrible life anyway. Like (laughs) that you would get caught up. Like I'm saying you get caught up in the world of drugs or something. There's not, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you're trying to keep your standard of lucidity. Like you're just as bad. I think you're, sobriety that's that's just as harmful a drug as anything as lsd sobriety is is just as harmful you can be addicted to sobriety and people are and people are like that's what i go back to people use sobriety as a drug to get them over like to and then they characterize their life by like i'm sober and we're all trying to why do we go why do we turn to drugs in our darkest moments or why do we turn what is the problem it's this world of like Saying that there's a problem and there's no way to fix it or like, and it doesn't, doesn't help. Like it, saying that sobriety is the answer is bullshit because that's just a drug. The same way, like you can't help that you're influenced by all of the things. You're always on different planes. Like you're, you're in the middle of, you're intersecting of so many different mediums or whatever, like ways of categorizing you and classifying you. Like... Um, because I have a strong constitution, I'll deliver this point, is that your uh, lucidity, like people are, and here it is. No, I don't have a strong constitution. I can't even say that with a straight face. That's how weak my constitution is. Like there's no standard for lucidity. You don't, like somebody, they're trying to, like, people are trying to make it so that people are trying to do this. Ah! No, there's no standard the same way, like, what is the standard for making a podcast or saying that the lines don't blur or saying, like, well, what is the standard for not revealing the fourth wall and not mentioning it? What's the standard? There is there is none. Um, whatever. I But I have a life after this, so I'll have to stop. Bye. I maybe said... All of that then. Goodbye later.